Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. And there arose a king in Egypt who knew not Yahweh. And the fear of the Hebrews fell upon the people of the land. So Pharaoh set taskmasters over the people of the land who laid heavy burdens on them which were bitter to bear. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Most High. And he heard them from beyond the everlasting hills. In time he raised up unto them a deliverer whose name was Mashah. And Mashah grew mighty and was taught in all the wisdom of Egypt. But he was a man who chose not to live out his days in the pleasures of Mizraim, and so answered the call of his destiny. And he came to the mountain of Alakim, which was called Horeb, where he saw a flame of fire burning around a bush, but the bush was not consumed. And the Moloch of the highest appeared to him and spoke from out of the midst of the fire, saying, I have seen the affliction of my people in Egypt and have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. Now therefore I will send you unto Pharaoh that you may bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Masha asked, when I come to the people and they ask, what is his name? What shall I say? Just declare that Elohim said, Ahaya, Ashar, Ahaya. Meaning, I am that I am. I will be who I will be. He said, Moreover to him, Thou shalt you say to the children of Israel, Yahuwah, the Elohim of your fathers, the Elohim of Abraham, the Elohim of Isaac, and the Elohim of Jacob have sent me unto you. This is my name forever and my memorial unto all generations. And the children of Israel became vain in their imaginations and corrupt in all their ways so that they sought to replace the name of Yahuwah with the name of Adonai, meaning Lord. And many forgot his name and went after Baal, which also means the Lord. And from that time, many false names for our Creator have gone out into the world, following us into these last days and creating a controversy among the nations. Our Heavenly Father, who desires that his elect be not ignorant of his name, nor that we should be moved by the signs of the times, but that we should be steadfast in the truth, not wavering nor tossed and turned by the mouths of men. For well, some say that his name is Yahweh, while others say that it is Jehovah. Still others foolishly declare that it cannot be known. But we who are called and chosen.
heavens have a sure word of revelation which has come down from the Father of light. Who would not have his people to walk in darkness. For I declare that we are the children of light. For he has revealed through the Ruach. Take the original vowel sounds A and U. Which are from the three pure vowel sounds which make up all the Semitic languages. And apply them to the four Hebrew letters. Yod, Hey, Wah, Hey. And the name of Yahuwah is revealed. Therefore, let the name of Yahuwah rise upon the islands of Indonesia and echo beyond the rivers of Ethiopia. Let his magnificent name soar above the heights of the Himalayas rest upon the shores of Sri Lanka. The voice of a messenger rides upon the clouds and races on the wings of the wind, saying, Send tidings of his name to them that dwell in Ghana. Let the name of Yahuwah shake the land of Africa. Declare his name in Zambia, Tanzania. Let it be shouted from Mozambique. Send messengers to sail across the Nile and awaken them that dwell in the Sudan. Let the name of Yahuwah invade the mountains of Afghanistan and rock the whole Middle East. Let his mighty name stretch forth with wings across Europe and Asia and cause them to tremble and sleep in China. Oh, let his name circle over the Atlantic, the Pacific, and all the oceans of the world to touch the shores of America. That his name might read from the peaks of the Appalachian Mountains to the end of the Rio Grande. Let his name extend out over the continental divide and journey down to field Brazil. Oh, let Yahuwah's elect publish his name in every nation and kingdom on the face of the earth. Let it be published in every country, in every city, and in every state. Yea, let it mount up and ride upon the wings of the eagles. Let it glide with the falcons, the hawks, and the crows. Let it reach up beyond the heights of the condors, that his name might touch the stars and fill the cosmos. Let the Malachim come down from the Shamayim. Let them ride upon the chariots of fire. Let them circle the cities. Let them stand upon the walls. Sound an alarm to the ends of the earth. And lift up the trumpet to declare Yahuwah is mighty. Our king is strong. He has subdued the nations. He has crowned the sun. Let everything that has breath sing praises to his name. Let everything with breath praise the name of Yahuwah. Finally, when the end comes, when all things have been put under his feet, and all the nations have been gathered to meet in the city of gold, which is planted in paradise, we will all lift up together with one voice, magnify the name, of your poor forever. Shalom and Shabbat Shalom. Welcome to Talk, Teach, and Testify Radio. This is where we speak the unadulterated and the uncompromising word of truth. My name is Abeyahu or Obadiah. I am just a humble servant of Yahweh. 
speak to you in the name of Yahusha Hamashiach, our elder brother, our eternal king, and our eternal high priest. On today's show, we're going to continue speaking about how Torah was strengthened by the renewed covenant through Yahusha. This is part five of a seven-part series. Uh, we have been going over um, contradictions and particular hearsays as to what is spoken in modern Christianity and how it contradicts and it goes against the Torah, the instructions, the teachings, and the direction of our Heavenly Father, Yahweh. So I'm glad that you are here today by divine appointment. If you're listening to it live or if you're listening to it by divine appointment, thank you so much for joining us on today's show. Talk, Teach, and Testify Radio is brought to you by SALT, the acronym for Sisters, Sisters Abiding in Light and Truth. It is also brought to you by the Bullock Family Foundation in Arizona, the Palmer Family Foundation out in California, Hallelujah, by Hannah Elizabeth out in Michigan, and also by Akut uh, Zaraya out in Charlotte, North Carolina. And it is also brought to you by another foundation, the Family Foundation out in Nevada. Hallelujah. Just a couple of announcements before we bring forth this instruction on today's show. Uh, today is Saturday, May the 2nd, 2020. According to the man-made Gregorian calendar, it is the 13th Yom or the 13th day of the second Kodesh. So we are a couple of days away from our true Shabbat, and people are keeping traditionally their Shabbat on today. I say Shabbat Shalom unto you and unto all. Just a couple of announcements before we start today's show. We will, we will bring forth part six of how Torah was stripped by the renewed covenant through Yahusha. We will bring that to you on tomorrow, if Yahu is willing, 12 noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time. If you're on the West Coast, it will start at 9 o'clock a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And for those of you who would like to join our Zoom discussions, it is brought to you by the Kingdom Harvest. Hallelujah, and by Sisters Abiding in Light and Truth, if you would like to participate in our Zoom discussions, we have them Monday through Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time and at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Plus, we will have the same discussions pertaining to our show. We will be having those discussions on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday two hours after the conclusion of our instruction. So, let's say you was listening and the show ends at 1. Well, 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. At 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, that's when our Zoom discussions will take place. So, on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we always have our Zoom discussions at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you're on the West Coast, it will start at 12 noon. Now, for more information as to how you can 
um, fellowship with us within our Zoom discussions, please email me at talkteachtestify at gmail.com. That is talkteachtestify at gmail.com, and we will be able and more than happy to allow you into the fellowship with us. It is brought to you by the Kingdom Harvest. Also, one final note before we begin today's instruction. We are in the final season of Talk, Teach, and Testimony Radio. Now, for those of you who have been wondering, well, what's going to happen once the show is done away with? Well, we're going to be transitioning into Zoom meetings and discussions as you will be able to see the instructions and the teachings rather than just listening to them on Blog Talk Radio. Like I said, if you'd like to be on our particular invite list, you have to email me at talkteachtestify at gmail.com for that. And that season will come in which you will hear one final teaching on this particular um, on this particular link, but don't but don't worry. You can always go to www.blogtalkradio.com and you'll be able to listen to probably close to 1,400 different episodes and archives, so you can go through there. So if you would like to listen to those, just go on to www.blogtalkradio.com and type in Talk, Teach, and Touch by Radio in the upper right-hand corner, which is in the particular um is where the magnifying glass is at, and you can type that there, and you'll be able to see the listings of all the shows. Or you can just Google up Talk, Teach, and Test My Radio. We do have a Facebook page as well as a Twitter page, and you'll be able to listen to the show that way as well. Plus, there are different podcast links that you can choose from. Um, if you have a iPhone or iPad, you can go through what they call iHeart, okay, and you can go through that as well. Plus, they have other particular podcasts that you can choose from. I believe some of those are Stitcher. You can go through there. They do have Mixcloud, and they also have ListenNotes.com and PodTail and PodParadise.com as well. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm so happy to be speaking before you on today. That is it for all of the announcements. My zeal and my prayer is that the nation of Yashariel, that we might be saved, we must be able to understand the spiritual intent of Torah. And that is exactly how Torah was strengthened. Yahusha showed us how to keep the instructions. He did not break the instructions and the teachings of Yahweh whatsoever, but rather he showed us how to keep those instructions. We are to keep the teachings of Yahweh with all of our hearts, with all of our minds, with all of our souls. In order for you to do that, you must have a renewed mind, a renewed heart, a change of heart, if you will. And in order for you to be having that particular change of heart, 
you must have the Ruach HaKodesh, the set-apart spirit. That spirit of loving obedience, in order for you to lovingly accept the terms and the conditions of the covenant that you are in with Yahweh, you must believe. Hallelujah. The Hebrew word is amunia because there are seven different types of belief. But the one Yahuwah is looking for is Amunia, the absolute belief. If you absolutely are positively sure that Yahuwah is your creator, that he is your heavenly father, that he has your absolute best interest, and you believe in his son, Yahusha HaMashiach, you shall receive the Ruach HaKodesh, and there will be a particular changing a open heart surgery that will take place. You should be able, as well as others, they should be able to see the difference in your life. They should be able to see the light, for you are a child of the light. Walking in the Ruach, as we talked about, it means how you step out and keeping the commandments, judgments, and ordinances of Yahweh while having the Ruach HaKadosh, people will be able to see that through your actions. On yesterday, we were speaking from a very important letter that Rab Shul, or we call him the emissary, the Apostle Paul, he speaks to the Gentiles the Gentiles of Galatia. There was an individual on social media, once he saw that I was bringing forth this instruction, he wrote under the link, Galatians 3. And like any other particular unlearned individual might do, they will bring up one verse to contradict the entire lesson that Yahuwah is trying to teach us. Let's go to Galatians 3, and let's do a brief review about what we previously had discussed, and then we will go forth with the lesson and with the particular one verse that he picked out. We're going to start with Galatians uh, Galatians 3, verse 10. This is where we're going to start at. I will read to you the King James Version of what it is written, and I will break it down to you the way that the Ruach HaKadosh intends for us to receive these instructions. Hallelujah. We will have a better and more concise understanding, for we are not to have our own private interpretation, but we are to have the interpretation of the Ruach, HaKodesh. Galatians 3, verse 10 says, For as many as are of the works of Torah are under the curse, but it is written, Curse is everyone that continues not in all things that are written in the book of the Torah to do so. Let's see what Paul really was saying in this one verse. Notice you read, for as many as are of the works of Torah, there is 
the missing of the word the. The translators will add the to have you, yep, to believe that it is pertaining to Yahweh, Yahweh's Torah. There's a difference, brothers and sisters, between nomos and honomos, and we're going to be discussing that on today's show because a lot of people do not get the understanding of that. There's been questions that has been asked about what is the difference between nomo and hos nomos. You keep saying these particular Greek words. What is that? Well, let's talk about it. When you see the word the added in, it means that it was placed in there intentionally. Why do you think it was added there? So that you would believe that the law or the Torah of Yahweh is done away with. The Torah of Yahweh and we'll talk about this on another teaching, has been transposed, meaning it has went to a higher standard. It's the highest standard now that it can be, and that is with the spiritual motive. For as many as are of the works of Torah are under the curse. The word nomos means precept or injunction. It can also mean a custom or a ritual. So as many as people are under the works of the customs and the rituals, they are under the curse, for it is written. Curses everyone that continues not in all things that are written in the book of the Torah to do them, but that no man is justified by Rituals or customs, there's the Torah again that they have added in. But the word nomos is only there. So it's letting me know it's pertaining to customs, ceremonies, etc. You're not justified based off of that. It is evident. The righteous shall live by Amelia. It is by your belief. And... The Torah, see, that's there right there. Honomos is there. The Torah is not of Amunia. It's not of absolute belief. But the man that does them shall live in them. Mashiach has redeemed us from the curse of the Torah, being made a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone that hangs on a tree. That is written in the instructions, or we call it the Torah. Let's go over what that is really saying. No one is justified before Yahuwah by keeping Torah alone. If you are living outside of Amunia, if you do not have absolute belief, in who Yahuwah is, in who Yahusha is, then you're just keeping the letter of Torah for naught. Because it is quite evident for those who justify will live the Torah by belief. That's what 
you know, righteousness. You're introduced into righteousness by your amunia, by your absolute belief. Please read the story of your forefather, Abraham, in Barashit chapter 15, because he believed, and because he believed in Yahuwah and in his seed, bring the, being the Mashiach, it was, he obtained righteousness that way. And that's what is stated at the beginning of Galatians chapter 3. Those foolish Galatians believed that they received the Ruach because of the works of Torah, when in all actuality, Shaul told them it was their absolute belief. And the Torah was given to them so that they could continue to walk in righteousness. That is all that is saying. Yahusha have redeemed us from the curse of the Torah, not the Torah itself, but from the curses. Please read the book of Deuteronomy, the book of Deuteronomy, chapters 27 and 28. You have been redeemed from that. That is called the certificate of debt. When you look at the bottom, chapter 27, that's where you will read that particular instruction that Shaul gave the Galatians back in verse 10. The Torah, don't get it twisted, Torah is not contrary to the Amunia. But on the contrary, Amunia establishes Torah. If Abraham did not have the absolute belief, then guess what? He would not have received the instructions, the teachings, and the direction. Like we was talking about with Noah as a very powerful example. He received favor, mercy from Yahweh. Yahweh gave him instructions on how to build a container that would save his life and his family's life. But Noah would never have lived through the flood, through the judgment, if it wasn't for his obedience. Why? Because he believed. Can you imagine people all over the world mocking this man? Building a container, saying he's going to put animals all in this container, his family, and letting everybody know that there's going to be a flood that's going to flood the entire earth. Could you imagine the people laughing at Noah? Noah being this quote-unquote conspiracy theorist until it actually started raining. His belief saved his life and his family's. And he displayed his belief through his obedience. You cannot obey Yahuwah if you don't first have absolute belief in him. I'm quite sure you read, you read from the book of James or the book of Yacoub, Faith of Our Works is Dead. That's exactly what that means. It's like a body without a soul. Amunia, without the works of Torah, is dead. They go hand in hand. 
Yahusha redeemed us from that curse, nailing the death decrees that is in Deuteronomy chapter 27, the bottom chapter 27. He nailed those to the stake. For it is written in the bottom, and let's go there. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter number 21. You will read, curse is everyone that hangs on a tree. Okay? This is why Yahusha had to hang on the tree. Let's read verse 22 and 23. And if a man have committed a sin worthy of death, and he be put to death, and you hang him on a tree, his body shall not remain all night upon the tree, but you shall in any wise bury him that day. For he that is hanged is accursed of Elohim, that your lamp be not defiled, which Yahuwah, your supreme Elohim, gives you for an inheritance. This is why they had to hurry up and take Yahusha off the tree before the sun went down. The Passover lamb, the, uh, this powerful revelation of how the Peshach, the lamb, had to be taken down off the tree and placed in the tomb. The curse that he carried of all of Yashariel was on that tree. The death decrees, the curses that was upon the people, now they could be removed if you believe. Let's go to Galatians 3, verse 14. I just wanted you to see that verse. Verse 14 says that the Baruchah of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Yahushua HaMashiach, that we might receive the promise of the Ruach through Amunia, through the belief. Hallelujah. The promises, the inheritance in the Baruchah that was given to Abraham, from Yahuwah, might come to the Gentiles. Where you, number one, the lost sheep of Yashariel, have been scattered. It is through Yahusha HaMashiach that by the Amunia and the promises that he made in the Torah, that you might receive the promise of the Ruach of truth. And this Ruach of truth will teach you how to keep Torah. Hallelujah. It is through that Amelia that the Torah is established in your heart and you are pleased and excited as you come to know Yahuwah as your Heavenly Father. Verse 15. Brethren, I speak after the manner of men. Though it be but for a man's but a man's covenant, yet it be 
if it be confirmed, no man disallows or adds thereto. Meaning this, when it comes, for an example, to a man's covenant, no one can do away with, nor can they add to a covenant once it has been ratified. Hallelujah. So that's what that means in that verse. You cannot take away nor add to the Torah. That is what Yahuwah told the nation of Yahshua, because this is exactly the conditions in the terms that I give unto you. The Torah is love, for Yahuwah is love. He gave us these instructions because he loved us, just like a parent gives instructions to his child. Verse 16, it says, Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He said, Not to and to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to your seed, which is Mashiach. The promises was made to Abraham pertaining to his belief in Yahweh and in his instructions. And when he said, and to your seed, that means Mashiach, and by extension, those also who believe. Verse 17. And this I say, that the covenant which was confirmed before of Elohim and Mashiach, the Torah, which was 430 years after, cannot disallow that it should make the promise of non-effect. What does that mean? The oral law, which came into existence as we know it, as it is written, 430 years before, and we're talking about the oral Torah, was given to Abraham. 430 years later, it was written. The Torah was already ratified by Yahuwah with Abraham. And that same instruction that Yahuwah gave Abraham is not done away with, and it does not abolish the promise. The promise that Yahuwah gave unto the nation of Yahshariel still exists, but it was both orally spoken and written in stone. Yahuwah showed us the powerful example of that in Shamut or Exodus chapter 20, when he spoke the Ten Commandments, not just to Masha, but to the nation of Yahshariel. And those same words that he spoke, he wrote them with his own finger of judgment on two tablets of stone. And Masha brought them down for all to see. After he broke the first set, 
why would Yahuwah ex Masha to bring two more stones and bring them back up on the mountain? And Yahuwah will write them on again on those same tablets, those, those same words, those same commandments. And this time he tells Masha, put them in a treasure chest. And you take them down there. Watch the revelation. Why would Yahuwah have Masha to do that? And as Masha brings the commandments down the second time that was spoken by Yahuwah and written by Yahuwah himself, the esteem, the light of Masha was upon him, shining so bright that they had to put a veil over his face. Do you receive the revelation with that? Because now, what is the treasure chest of your existence, of your being? It is your heart, your mindset. And because Yahuwah wrote, do you get it? Because he wrote these commandments himself on those stones and placed them inside of the treasure chest. And the obedience of Masha and him bringing them down, people was able to see the esteem, the light. People call it the kabod. People call it the glory of Yahweh was upon his being in his existence. Same thing with his children. When you keep the commandments of Yahweh close to your heart, his light will shine. This is how you walk in the Ruach. Hallelujah. i leave it right there. Verse 18. For if the inheritance be of Torah, it is no more of promise. But Elohim gave it to Abraham by promise. If the inheritance is outside of the Torah, then it is no longer from the promise because the promise of eternal life and the inheritance in the kingdom, in the Torah, that's where it's at. What? The loving obedience to the Torah. You cannot abolish the Torah without abolishing the promises and the inheritance that comes along with it. So by people telling you, that the law is done away with, they have also done away with the inheritance in the promises. You cannot receive what was given to Abraham. But Yahuwah has given the Torah verbally through the verbal promise that he made to Abraham that he will be a Baruchah to all nations. And the constitution of the nation of Yahshariah, the Torah, the instructions and the teachings and the direction of Yahweh is part of that Baruchah to the nations if it is kept. They will become children of Abraham as well. We're going to read that later. Verse 19 says, Wherefore then serves the law or the Torah? It was added because of transgression. What was the purpose of the Torah? Because if you transgressed, there was forgiveness. 
Let's go to Leviticus, Uyagra chapter 19. Uyagra, Leviticus chapter 19. Let's start, if we will, with verse 20. This is powerful. Uyagra chapter 19, verse 20. And whosoever lies carter with a woman that is a bondsmaid engaged or brothaled to an husband and not in all redeemed nor freedom given her, she shall be scourged. They shall not be put to death because she was not free. And he shall bring his trespass offering unto Yahuwah, unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, even a ram for a trespass offering. And the priest shall make an atonement for him with the ram of the trespass offering before Yahweh for his sin which he had done. And the sin which he had done shall be forgiven him. The Hebrew word is salak, Strong's Concordance, H5545. It means that his sin is forgiven, that he has received a pardon for his sacrifice. His life has been spared. For his transgression. The Torah ruled until the seed came. Let's go and talk about that. Let's go to Galatians 3. Let's go back there. And let's go to this verse. It says, until the seed, verse 19, it was added because of transgression, Till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. It was and it was ordained by messengers in the hand of a mediator. The mediating eternal high priest. The letter of Torah ruled and reigned until the seed would come. To whom it had been promised in the first place. Hallelujah. Ordained by messengers, which we call Malekam, through the hand of a mediating eternal high priest. However, a mediator, or verse 20, now a mediator is not a mediator of one, but Elohim is one. See, a mediator cannot just mediate toward one party. It must have two or more parties. But Elohim is one. So how could the Messiah, we talked about this on yesterday's show, how could the Messiah also be the father? If Yahusha is the mediator, the high priest that steps in between Yahweh and man. People still hold on to the residue of Christianity. Verse 21, is the Torah then against the promises of Elohim? Elohim forbids. But if there had been a Torah given, which could have given life, 
verily righteousness should have been by Torah, but it hasn't. It was based on belief. And then you shall receive Torah. Because Yahuwah wants you to stay in righteousness. If Torah would have gave you eternal life, then justification would have came through Torah. But justification comes through your belief. Torah is basically the instructions, the teachings, and the direction of Yahweh that comes with the promise. Eternal life is based on that promise. So they go together. You cannot have one without the other. They have a function of each other. When it comes to the Torah and your belief. Verse 22, but the scripture had concluded all under sin that the promise by Amelia of Yahushua Mashiach might be given to them that believe. Torah was given to us to define righteousness and to let us know what sin is. It was never designed to be able to deliver from the penalty of sin. Deliverance from sin is through the promise of the coming Peshach, the Passover lamb. He covered the death decrees, making the Torah complete, making it whole. Torah was made weak by our flesh. As we read earlier, when you transgress, a sacrifice was required and a mediator was needed to do that sacrifice. Did you get that? You could not go into the temple on your own and slaughter. The mediator, the priest, had to do it for you because the priest is that mediator. Yesterday we talked about being in a courtroom. Your lawyer is your mediator. He mediates between you and the particular judge. Before you might even go to court, they might be called a mediation. You've heard of that? In which there is a mediator that talks with you and your lawyer and the prosecutor, and they sit down and they make a particular agreement. They go back and mediate with the judge, and he might become lenient upon your sentencing, or you might get a slap on the wrist. But your lawyer is your mediator. Okay. Verse 23. This is what everybody loves to bring up. Verses 23 through 25. Let's break this down. But before Amelia came, we were kept under the letter of Torah. We were kept under customs, sacrifices. Shut up until or unto the Amelia which should afterwards be revealed. Before the belief 
and Yahusha came to us before it came into manifestation. We was guarded in the power of the Torah, which created in us a need and a hope for the coming Mashiach, the coming of the eternal mediator, the eternal high priest, being shut up together and protected by a tutorial to point us to the Mashiach, a compass, if you will, a physical compass that will lead us to the spiritual one. It will keep pointing in that direction unto the Mashiach, unto the Amunia, the belief in the Mashiach will be revealed, unveiled, and uncovered. Now we get to truly see who is our mediator the one who will bring us back to Yahuwah. Verse 24, Wherefore, the Torah was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Mashiach, that we might be justified by Amunia, by belief, not by the Torah. Torah reveals our sins. It creates that need for that mediator. The Torah, therefore, is, do you know what a schoolmaster is? Not taskmaster. The schoolmaster is our teacher. It is our tutor. We read it so that we might be justified through the Amunia and the Peshach and the Passover land promise, which the Amunia is demonstrated through the works of Torah. You're not justified by the works of Torah. You're justified by your Amunia. And because of your absolute belief, now you can demonstrate 1,000%. Now you can fully and lovingly demonstrate Torah. You can demonstrate the works. Our dear sister wrote earlier on social media that good deeds alone does not excuse you from the instructions and the teachings of Yahweh. You're taught that in Christianity. Just do some good works and, you know, quote, unquote, the good Lord will go ahead and he will bless you. That's how you're going to go to heaven. We'll talk about it on tomorrow, how Yahusha was speaking to a person who did good works and still did not reach the kingdom of Shamahim. Verse 25, listen, this is what every Christian will say. Here it is right here. But after that faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. It's not telling you that you are done with Torah is letting you know you have a greater responsibility because now you know why you keep Torah. Always the why. It's not just the letter of Torah that Yahuwah expects of his children. It is the spiritual motive. It is about your heart condition. Now that the absolute belief is upon us, we're no longer under, quote, unquote, just the letter of Torah. Yahusha has showed us many times, but barely I said unto you, he did not change the Torah. He was demonstrating to the Pharisees 
the spiritual motive and the intent of why you keep it. Because of my absolute belief in my covenant with Yahuwah. That's what that is saying. It is not telling you that the Torah is done away with. The particular legalism aspect of Torah is done away with. The sacrifices are no longer needed. The priesthood of the Levites is no longer needed. We are now in a new priesthood because we are under the eternal high priest, the Melchizedek, the king and high priest, the king of righteousness, who will bring you into shalom. That's what Salem means. That's what Abraham saw in the book of Barashit. He gave portions of his spoils of war, not his tithes, but his spoils of war. Unto Yahweh, because it was revealed unto him that through his loins, the Melchizedek or the Melchizedek, one without the sin of mother and father, did you get that? Because now Yahusha sits at the right hand of the father without a mother or father. He is eternal. He is now Ruach. He is now spirit. He sits next to his eternal father, his spiritual father. Please receive the revelation when, hallelujah, when Yahuwah told Malek Deud, your son shall become my son. I will become his father and he will become my son. He was letting David know about the upcoming eternal kingdom that he would give through the promise that he gave to Malek Deud or to King David. And this is the throne of David or the, the throne of Deud that Yahusha sits upon as Yahuwah sits on the throne of creation. Hallelujah. Now that the faith or the absolute belief in the past over lamb has been fulfilled, are we no longer under the training of the Torah? That's a question to ask. Verse 26, but you are all children of Elohim by Amunia. In Yahushua Mashiach, you're not children of Yahweh because you keep Torah. You are children of Yahuwah by your Amunia, by absolute belief. In who? In his son. In the Mashiach, Yahusha. This is how you receive salvation, through your belief. You are all adopted sons of Yahweh. Through the promises that is found in Torah, for your loving obedience, being a covenant with Yahuwah through Yahusha, the Passover lamb who, whose blood has covered your transgressions. For as many of you have been immersed in Mashiach, have put on Mashiach. Now you have been transformed to his righteousness, to Yahusha's example of loving obedience. 
There is neither Yahudai nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in the Mashiach, Yahusha. And if you be Mashiachs, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. That sounds like to me it doesn't matter what color, creed, sex. If you're a slave, if you're free, you're all one in Yahusha HaMashiach. It doesn't matter if you're from Judah or whatever tribe you're from. If you believe in who Yahuwah is and who Yahusha is, the same belief that Abraham had, then you will become Abraham's seed. Now you're heirs to the promise through the loving obedience to what? To the Torah and the commandments of our heavenly Ab, our heavenly Father, Yahweh. That'll do it for me. This has been another Talk Teach and Touch by Instruction. Please join us on tomorrow at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time. We will continue our teaching on how Torah was strengthened by the renewed covenant through Yahusha. We will do part six of our seven-part series. Hope to see you there on tomorrow. If you miss it, like I stated earlier, Please go into the archives. Go to www.blogtalkradio.com or you could just simply Google up Talk Teach Intensible Radio and you will be led to the archives. Also, later today at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time, if you're on the West Coast, it will start at 12 noon and two hours exactly. We will start our Zoom. Our Zoom discussion, based on what we discussed today. If you would like to join us, please email me at talkteachtestify at gmail.com within the hour, and you will be able to receive a link so that you will be able to engage in our discussion. This is Abed Yahu. I'm just a humble servant of Yahweh. I say unto one and unto all, shalom and shalom. And for those of you who are keeping your Shabbat traditionally today, I say Shabbat shalom unto you, barakatah. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.